bedroom of one of my former students. Seemingly overnight, she disappeared without a trace. Through this podcast, we hope to find her. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. When I'm dead and in my grave, they'll be sorry for If you listened to the first episode of this podcast and we did our jobs, then you should understand as a listener the kind of weight that comes with the burden of a missing child. When we don't have a personal connection to something or someone, it's easy to ignore, to stand by, to watch, to sit idle. As people were naturally hardwired one way or the other, fight or flight. I want to take some time today to introduce you to the person behind the description. The girl behind the profile. The songbird. The muse. The effervescent pop of enthusiasm that was. That is Charlie. Some people are equipped with this kind of magnetic draw, a charismatic aura that sucks people in like a vacuum, a black hole, a gift of sorts, or maybe it's not. You probably have someone like this in your life, the kind of person who walks into the room and automatically commands all the attention. Your older brother, your best friend, a colleague at your staff meeting? Maybe your grandmother. Charlie was... Charlie is... is like that. Today we're going to play a couple of clips for you. It's found material. Little snippets of video recordings taken at school on a regular day. It showcases a young lady completely in her element. If she were here, she'd hate me for playing these clips. She was, she is, a perfectionist. Her own toughest critic, she's never comfortable with the status quo, with something just being okay, with making a mistake or playing the wrong chord. She sees it as a small but important failure. We usually see it as charming. If she were here, she'd hate me for playing these clips. But she's not. And it's important for you to understand the kind of person who's missing in this world. This person. This missing person. Thank <laughs> you. 
That's okay, keep going. That's even better. <laughs> Let's say we all then left this town and turned our future upside down. Who made pretend that you and me lived ever after happily? She asked me, son, when I grow old, will you buy me a Could you picture it? The crowd of people? I mean, I know you heard the clapping, the boisterous round of applause, the well-intentioned teacher unintentionally making light of the rarest of musical gaffes. What you can't see are the cell phones, the waving lights of screens, the blanket of students draped over the ground. This was a terribly common occurrence. It wasn't always this song. Often it was other songs, chart toppers, ballads, rap tracks, funky little ditties, the variety became part of the fabric of our school. These shards of multimedia were unearthed from a personal computer. Not a laptop, a big clunky beast of a system with a monitor that looked like it was stolen from the public library. While you can't see the accompanying visuals, I want you to imagine a few things. This is someone's daughter. This is someone's sister. This is someone's friend. This was someone's student. If she sounds especially happy, if you can picture the enthusiasm emanating from her voice, it's probably because just prior to most of these recordings, Charlie finally had her braces removed. In the first clip, she was sitting cross-legged on what looked like a wooden bench. She was surrounded by trees, and there was light leaking through the maple leaves, dipping toward her face. A flare catches the lens, floods across the screen in tiny concentric circles, prismatic blues and yellows and reds. She's not looking at the camera. She's lost in a world of her own creation. She's perfectly engaged in a musical flow state of sorts. She's tapping and plucking and strumming. And every once in a while, just like you heard, she messes up. This next one was filmed without her knowledge. A brother or sister sneak attack behind enemy lines action on the second floor of the household. The camera is positioned just around the doorway. There's a white piano at the foot of the bed, an electronic keyboard propped up like an open book. It's a work in progress, but a work of art at that. At this point in time, she's only just learned to play the piano, simply getting used to the chords and yet fluidly moving from one key to the next. It is hauntingly beautiful, especially given the circumstances.
So, this is what we're missing. And this is why we're looking, and this is why we're so frustrated with all of this and the inability to do something to fix it. It's utterly crippling. At the start of this episode, we noted just how easy it is to ignore, to stand by, to watch, to sit idle, to forget that this is someone's daughter, this is someone's sister, this is someone's friend, and this is someone's student. If it happened to you, what would you do? How would you react? Who would you reach out to? And most importantly, how would you fix things? I'll leave you with one more clip. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Happy birthday to you! Did you make a wish? Stocks and Stones was produced by us. An impassioned group of teachers, students, colleagues, but most importantly, close, close friends. This episode wouldn't have been possible without the knowledge and expertise of our co-producers Deb Brechevik and Beth Wilson, and as always, sonical inspiration and original work from our musical director, Carney Brechevik. Supplementary music for this episode was provided by Marmoset. The song featured was Unexpected Arrival by Colby Wade. I'm Colin Pattison. Until next time, this has been Stocks and Stones.